0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
1: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report on Monday the 31st of May. Mark the dates in your calendars. You're going to remember this forever because we have big, genuine, exclusive news for you today, don't we, Charles Firth?
2: Yes, we do, Dom, Uh, although I I can't possibly comment at this stage um, about the issues uh, at hand um, uh, going forward.
1: If you're wondering why Charles is speaking like a politician, it's because he is announcing his candidacy for the New South Wales Labor leadership. That's right. Jodie McKay has disappeared into the ether uh, and a bunch of faceless men are running. So why not Charles, whose face is slightly less unknown than any of theirs? Charles, it's very exciting.
2: Uh, look, I couldn't possibly comment at this stage, uh, but certainly uh, a hat will be thrown in the ring later on today.
1: All right, the first exclusive interview with the candidate here very soon on The Chaser Report on this very episode. Before that, we're going to head to Melbourne and talk to James Schleffel of The Shovel about all the things that are going down and the return of our almost beloved segment, Cat's Pyjamas or Cat's Piss, with Craig Rucastle.
2: But first of all, let's go to Rebecca dana in the Chaser Global News International... Newsroom, news, news.
1: International.
0: Melbourne has endured a weekend under lockdown after the 17th leak in Australia's system of hotel quarantine. Experts say a Melbourne man, who sat on his couch the entire weekend and didn't even change the channel once, still did more than Scott Morrison has done to set up dedicated quarantine facilities since the pandemic began. A local under 50-year-old who can't get a house, a vaccine or a pay rise has started to suspect the government might not care about him. New South Wales opposition leader Jodie What's-Her-Name has stood down after a disastrous by-election loss. A search will now begin to choose which New South Wales MP will lead Labor to their next election loss. That's the latest chaser news you can't trust. I'm Rebecca De Unamuno.
2: This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Firth, the least unknown candidate. Firth, for Labour leader.
1: One of The Chaser's greatest frenemies, the editor of The Shovel and Charles Firth's um, onstage partner, Mr James Schleffel is on the line from Melbourne. Hey, James.
3: G'day, Dom. How are you?
1: Yeah, good. How was your weekend, mate? Get up to nothing much?
3: Look, do you know what? I didn't. Um, and and that's because we're in lockdown. That's because we're in lockdown. And, and I know that you guys in Sydney find... The lockdown thing just fascinating um but in melbourne we do this about once a month so you know it's it's, it's pretty old hat for us pretty standard stuff yeah work two
1: to three years we'll be doing exactly the same sort of lockdown that Melbourne's doing now but yeah. just slightly less fashionably
3: <laughs> exactly it's a bit like um it's a bit like a fast and a furious like movie like you don't know whether it's like number six or number seven and Kind of the storyline's the same each time, but just a little bit shitter each time. (laughs) I think that's how I'm looking at it.
1: The only difference is that there is no movement whatsoever.
3: (laughs) No movement, yeah. Instead of kind of nice fancy cars, everyone's just crying in their houses. But apart from that, it's pretty similar.
1: What did you actually do
2: this weekend?
3: Do you know what I've done, Charles? You might have seen this. I, I've spent some time crunching some numbers. I, I thought mm. I'd use that the time productively. Mm. And I've been crunching some numbers, some data actually, looking at the government's response to the pandemic. And mm. I'm going to post this on the Shovel website a bit later on. But what I've been looking into is the, the comparison between the number of times Scott Morrison has been photographed in a truck. Mm. And the number of dedicated quarantine facilities that the government has built, <laughs> there's, there's quite a stark difference. It's, it's great to look at on a chart, though.
2: Yeah, right. And can you give us a sneak
3: peek of the figures? Or I, I can. So, yeah. so 32 times Scott Morrison's been photographed in a truck. Wow. Number of quarantine facilities that have been built is, is zero, it? actually zero. Yeah, It's zero. So, so, um, so it's, it's,
2: it's not. It's less than 32.
3: it's it's actually a lot less than 32 and it's it's fun actually because what you can do is you you can start to kind of put in a whole heap of other kind of data points as well like the number of times that a desk has been wanked on in parliament house like that's one yeah yeah also compared to the number of quarantine facilities being built again zero zero right it's, it's a great comparison yeah and the number of defamation Lawsuits that MPs have launched this mm. year. I think that's about forty thousand. Forty thousand. <laughs> Number of quarantine facilities is is zero. Zero. So okay. Got a lot of time on our hands, so it's good to look at this stuff.
2: Uh, so you sound like um, you're not at all bitter, James, <laughs> about this experience.
3: Not at all. No, I'm enjoying no. it. yeah you because know, the other thing, Charles, I was thinking about know, this is, um mm. I think it's also it's a great way to to gain empathy, like when you're in lockdown, and because you know none of the shops are open in Melbourne. On this weekend, so mm. it gives you a real sense of what it must be like to live in Perth. Mm. <laughs> I yeah, I I'm just, so
1: surprised you didn't say Sydney I, for that joke. I, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um,
3: you know, so you just you're putting yourselves in other people's shoes. It's 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 good. It, it's it's all about personal growth. And have you taken
2: have you taken the time to do any online empathy training courses this weekend?
3: No, too expensive, Charles. They they, they cost about half a million dollars, I think. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Of taxpayer money, so I, did, I didn't have any of that. Um, but um, but no, but but Scott Morrison ha- has done that training, and he actually came out and said um, that he empathised with the people in Melbourne going into lockdown because he knows what it's like to do absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> so he's um, he's right on board. I think his empathy consultant um, has, has earned their their pay this week. So how much longer have you got? you got sort of a week left, do you? It's between a
1: week and eight
3: months, I think. Right. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure. We're still still waiting to find out.
1: From one to 100%, to what percent have you got this, James?
3: <laughs> 110%. Dom, we've got this. We've got this.
1: Just
2: remember, we're all in it together, except for us up in Sydney.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yeah. But, we're all in it together. But you're in um, it together, yeah. We're in it. We're all in it together. My mm.
1: training course said that I empathise with you enormously, James, though. <laughs>
3: Thanks. Thanks, Dom. Thanks, Dom. Um,
1: Will you be free for a check-in later in the week, perhaps?
3: Um, yes, Dom, absolutely. I'd love to catch up again. Um, always good to talk to people uh, with, with better social lives than me. Up. In-
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods
2: This episode is brought to you by Firth, the only candidate to run for New South Wales Labor who isn't actually a member of New South Wales
1: Labor. It's time for a world exclusive here on The Chaser Report, the very first interview with the most exciting candidate running for the New South Wales Labor Leadership Mr. Charles Firth. Charles, welcome to the program that you co-host. Hello, Dom. Uh, thank you so
2: much for having me on your program, on your shitty little program.
1: Do you think you can last longer in this interview than Mal Meninga lasted when he threw his hat in the ring? Actually,
2: it I, se- <laughs> I think I've already done it. Yeah, No, I'm, I am. I'm going to run for the New South Wales uh, leadership of the New South Wales opposition. This, for people who don't live in New South Wales... Um, What's the best way to sort of...
1: Well, you know how your state inevitably has a pissy opposition leader that no one's ever heard of? Mm. And no matter which state you're in, that's going to be true, right?
2: Yes, that's probably true,
1: isn't it? Well, Charles is aiming to be that for his home state of New South Wales. I'm going to do it. On the basis that this podcast, even though it's only been back for a week, is already Mm. a bigger base (laughs) than the other candidates have.
2: (laughs) That's right. Our audience massively outnumbers the members of the ALP. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also... I don't even know who the other candidates are. Like, that's how unknown they are. I'm in this race. I don't even know their names, even though I'm running in this race. I've got their names. Oh, Um, what are they? Their
1: names are Chris Minns, who draws a blank, and Michael Daly has declared as well uh, yesterday.
2: Well, actually, I do know Michael Daly because he actually ran in the last election and lost.
1: There you go. So he's he's a proven loser.
2: Proven loser. I should actually start, you know, really criticising him and cheat cheating on my opponents, he's the guy who said that um, Sydney was at risk of being swamped by Asians. Our young children will flee, and who are they being replaced with? They're being replaced by young children, young, young people from typically Asia
0: with PhDs. So there's a transformation happening in Sydney now, where our kids are
2: moving out and foreigners are moving in.
1: Remember that? I do. It's the only thing I know about Michael Daly is yes. he was unfit to be leader the last time he tried.
2: Okay, I, I'm really enjoying this, candidacy. Do you think if you become a politician, like what's the pay like? It
1: would be Oh, good. very high. Yeah. Much higher than this. Yeah, right, okay. But also you'd be able to... Get travel allowance. Yeah, you could use the printing allowance that yes. you would get as an MP yes. to bring back the Chaser newspaper. You could bring the
2: Chaser newspaper or we'll get some staffer allowance.
1: Yeah, yeah. Can I
2: be a staffer? You can be my staffer. Yeah, I as didn't. long as you do exactly what I tell you. I'd
1: have to, wouldn't I? Okay. okay. I'm, not, I'm voting for Michael Daly. Um, Charles, just one question, just a formality. Yeah. Are you a member of the Australian Labor Party? I am – well,
2: that's a direct question. I shouldn't answer a direct question. Well, it's just but, that you'd need
1: to – Yeah. Well, actually I, – I,
2: I am not a member of the Labor Party. Is that – do I have to be one, though?
1: I would like, think that that's a big plus to the voters of New South <laughs> Wales at this point.
2: Yeah, that's right. The fact that I'm not in the Labor Party is probably – they'll go, oh, my God, I'm going to vote Labor but because –
1: they're leaders, not even in the Labor Party. That's really good. Well, Charles, you remember Campbell Newman? Yes. He ran for, he was mayor of Brisbane at the time, wasn't in the state parliament. Yes. He became opposition leader despite not being actually elected. Yes. And then ran against, was Anna Bly and became premier. And became. So it's an advantage to not be in
2: the parliament. I'm a clean skin. That's what I am. I'm running as a clean skin. I've never been accused of corruption.
1: You've never been hauled before ICAC. Yeah, what else? I don't even
2: know anything about New South Wales politics. Again, that's a plus. Yeah. I couldn't name a single law.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, You better check the campaign finance (laughs) once, just quietly. But finally, I mean, there's one person who will genuinely be annoyed Mm. if you get elected into the New South Wales Parliament, and that is that... Mark Latham will no longer be the biggest troll in the building. That's right. That would be my main policy. My
2: main policy is to just vote the opposite way of whatever Mark Latham votes and sort of neutralise Mark Latham. And then I don't have to do any research. Just go up to Mark each morning. Which way are you going to vote today? And then you just do the opposite.
1: And, Charles, if you do get elected and get the job, you can't do worse in the election than he did.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay, well... This is, this is happening. Maybe New South Wales politics is too small for me. Maybe I should go federal. Who's the opposition leader?
1: Albo. Oh, Albo, yeah, that's Anthony right. Anthony Albanese. Yeah. Well, well that I... job's going to be vacant pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, right. Why don't you try New South Wales first?
2: Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I'll use it as a springboard to federal. Yeah, okay. All right, well, you heard it
1: here first. Vote 1 Firth, the official candidate of the Chaser Report. In the New South Wales Labor election.
2: Yeah. And we'll we'll get a website up and running, uh, charlesfirth.com. Yeah. Yep. I, I presume the main thing that you've got to do is just donate to my campaign. Is oh, that's it? a good
1: idea. we need yeah. the money. <laughs> and are you Chris Minns or Michael Daly? Uh, no, I'm
2: Sold! not. Sold! Yes! This episode of The Chase Reward brought to you by Firth. Because why the Fuck not. Fuck not.
1: And now it's time to resurrect one of our most beloved or least unbeloved segments.
3: Cat's pajamas. Cat's pajamas. Or cats' piss.
1: Ew. Now, given that we've done this hundreds of times before, you know how it works. There's some news stories here, things that are actually happening in the world, as reported in the news. You've got to tell me are there cats' pajamas, which means good? Or cat's piss, which means bad.
4: Just quickly, we're reintroducing this segment, right? Mm. Yep. Is this a bad time for me to say that I hate this segment? <laughs> a matter of yeah. fact, you know, do you know what I call this segment? Like, I hate this segment so much that i say it's dog's piss because I don't want to actually back it up by calling it cat's piss.
1: <laughs> right. Thank you okay. for blocking the entire
4: premise of what we're doing.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And anyway, if we've got to explain it each week yeah, to what, be good what, or bad, why don't we just call it? The good or bad segment. <laughs>
1: I mean, I did
4: try come that. up with this. Come up with things that people associate with good mm, or bad mm. somewhere in the world. <laughs> where, where is this? Where does the cat's pajamas, cat's piss thing? Is that a? I, I mean, my, my original
1: pitch was awesome or awful, like mm. just very simple. Mm. And Chris went, no, 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 it's not nearly complicated <laughs> enough. <laughs> what we need is an image based on old phrases from I the 19th oh, is this Taylor, yeah, yeah. is this but yeah. Are they, they're actually? I understand that a yeah. bit more now.
4: Because no, he's the, the cat- kind
1: of person who would say, oh, Gadzooks, that is the
3: cat's pyjamas. Yeah.
2: No, but cat's pyjamas is a phrase. It,
3: like, yeah, it's, the cat's
1: pyjamas is, is mm. cat's piss.
4: No, cat's piss is just Chris's fragrance. <laughs> <laughs> no, cat, cat's <laughs> piss is what wine buffs call
1: Sauvignon Blanc, isn't it?
2: <laughs> oh, yes, okay. All right, so does a wine <laughs>
4: Okay, okay cool. so we,
2: Do we have to do this in a Chris accent, like a little posh? Yes, posh. Yes. Oh, yes. oh, we were reviewing wine. Shall yeah. we do
1: a cat's pyjamas or cat's piss? Oh, cat's pyjamas. All right, the first person here. Uh, Myra Alonso She wanted to know what it was like to die Okay, we all all wonder about death What she did was she rented a coffin And organised her own rehearsal funeral Where the family pretended to mourn uh, and it, she made it go on for hours. She was lying there in the, <laughs> the coffin did, did, did for many, many, many the hours. Did family? Yeah, they all had to gather. Here she is. She's was, in, it, was it at a crematorium?
2: Because I feel like that's. Oh, my God. She's in a coffin in okay. a white and dress you, with her
1: eyes
4: closed. Were her family in on this, or was this just an
1: incredibly <laughs> that's a cruel very good question. prank? <laughs> no, no. Uh, they were in on it. They turned up. Oh, okay. They pretended to cry. And uh, they had food and drinks and the whole thing. So it ended up to be kind of a party.
4: This happened once in my family, actually. My grandfather did this. Really? Uh, he, he did this kind of this exact thing, except he forgot to tell us that it was a prank. Oh. And we buried him. So I think it's, you know, it's risky But it was good I mean, up until the point where Mm. he buried him He got to see how much we loved him And it was a really, it was a lovely day for him to a point
1: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. great note to go out on Yeah, yeah, exactly Yeah, no, I
2: mean, I I think it's I think it's good because you get to go to your own funeral. Sorry, I think
4: sorry you just said good. I don't understand yeah. what the word is. Sorry. This is good. This what, is what does the word good mean? Is there a way Craig, you could communicate that to me in a way that I could understand it is? Is there a more
1: pretentious phrasing yeah. that is perhaps what's you could a, use? What's it? Craig,
4: this is cat's pajamas. Oh, now
1: I understand. Yeah.
4: Oh, sorry. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> that was really
2: unclear Because for I think it's risky, though, because, like, say you, it was Craig's funeral. Like everyone would turn up and say horrible things <laughs> about him and yeah, what a yeah. cocky he used to be. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean laughing. Craig's laughing at them because he knows that's not actually true. Yeah. No, I'm laughing because I know is yeah. Give speeches about all of his activism. Dom no I don't one, want to know. No I, one would turn up, yeah. Dom. I mean <laughs> I've oh, organised s- it. We we know, we know. <laughs> I've organised several birthday parties in the past. Where nobody turned up. Mm. right? Oh, um, no, no, no. It's, uh, yeah. it's true. I mean, my birthday is on Australia is, Day. No, no it's, it's not celebrate.
4: true, Dom. That is not true. We did turn up, <laughs> but we just we would stay out the window of the pub and look in and laugh. Okay, we were there. Okay, Dom. <laughs> No, I mean, look, it, cats, I think it's Casper Pajamas because the thing about this, is, as we well know from the eulogy song, the premise of that is the whole point is that, you know, you have to be nice to people when they're dead. So you would hear people saying lovely things about you. you I mean, said, I've always thought it would be it would be kind of good to force people to kind of read your eulogy to you.
1: I think it's a mm. good approach. But yeah. isn't it true that in all of our cases, Andrew Hansen's going to turn up and sing an incredibly horrible song about us? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's head to... Place in the United States where a gathering took place of a lot of people, hundreds of people in fact, who were all called Josh.
2: Oh, yes. And
1: they had a massive battle including things like pool noodles and all, all manner of things, a, bi- a big kind of royal rumble to work out who the best Josh was in the whole of America. And, and, and uh, all, they, they why, decided. why did they do this? Well, because all being called Josh meant that they were all dicks. Because Yeah. <laughs>
4: Because <laughs> it's America, and they were like, how can we get us all together with a lot of coronavirus? It, so
2: it was to sort of wipe out <laughs>
4: the Joshes. Yeah, Josh yeah, yeah. It was a
1: Josh well, extinction event. Well, this is
2: Cat's
4: Pyjamas. Yeah, it was actually suggest- secretly suggested by a guy called Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> he just but undermined the Joshes. <laughs> but
1: it's quite amazing that like this guy just went on social media, looked for other Joshes, mm. and then all the other Joshes said, oh, what a great idea. Would you be the best Craig in the world, do you think? Mm. Um, I
4: th- no, I no. I definitely wouldn't. Craig, no, not Craig. Craig McLaughlin? Would yeah, he's uh, way better. Yeah. <laughs> According to this Channel
1: 7 program I watched, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Let's follow up on that in a few months' time.
2: I'll tell you what, if they had a Charles off, I would turn up because the chance to punch Prince Charles in the face mm. would be awesome. Yeah.
4: I, I was so disappointed when I saw this uh, story. I was very disappointed because was, there's was nothing disappointing about the name Josh. Yes. Mm. Like if this was a collection of all of the Jadens... Or something else, yeah. like you know, just Josh. Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, I don't care if all the Josh's got together. Like, an enormous amount of pe- people called Josh is just like a you know, it's an inner city primary school mm-hmm. or it's like an investment company. You know, that Dom organized one with all the Doms, but no, none of the Doms <laughs> <laughs> turned up. <laughs> no, they did, they were just outside watching. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> is he gonna leave soon?
1: <laughs> and finally, it turns out that Australia is not the only place where property. Uh, prices are pretty high and a woman in arkansas came up with quite an original solution she was looking online to rent an apartment she was 19 years old she just moved to arkansas and she saw a really really cheap place to live in she signed up on the internet moved in and it became clear uh, when she finally moved in that she's the only teenager living in a community of pensioners (laughs) everyone else (laughs) around her is retired And she says this is actually amazing. But all of the young people are having to live with old people because they can't afford (laughs) their own houses anyway. Her benefits are um, that her neighbours are asleep by the time she gets home so they don't get bothered. A lot of them are deaf so she can play loud music. I mean, it sounds pretty good. It's it's also the fact that every old
4: person's home I've ever seen, like they all really get on the piss at like 5pm. So in actual fact, and they get really subsidised booze too, so it's probably quite great. I mean, in many ways, being a
2: 19-year-old, A ninety-year-old is fairly similar. Mm, Yes, no responsibility. Mm, Don't mm. have to. And also, yourself regularly. (laughs) I reckon this would be cat's pajamas, especially if you can get one of those motorised things that you go round on. Yes, and you know the the golf cart. Yes, yeah, yeah. That that's the advantage. That's yeah, totally. And also the drugs. You'd get all the drugs. Yes, because the (laughs) people wouldn't notice. Yeah, exactly. Because they over, over prescribe old age people. Something it's, uh, this is cat's pyjamas. This is great. You yeah. solved the
4: housing problem in Australia. Congratulations. I mean, the only thing that was weird about the story was the idea
2: of a 19-year-old
4: looking for a place to actually <laughs> live. This <laughs> wouldn't happen in Australia.
2: This episode of The Chaser Report is brought to you by Firth, the Labor leader. Imagine how much it would annoy Mark Latham.
1: Well, that's it for our first episode of week two of The Daily Chaser Report. Charles...
2: Yes, and please listen to us and uh, subscribe to us in your podcast app because uh, we, we looked at the figures over the weekend and there is almost enough money to buy one of us a coffee.
1: Yeah, thank you for the coffee. And yeah. um, thank you also for those who made very fictitious five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That genuinely does help well, us, so please go do and do you, it. How do you know those reviews are, are fictitious? I'm assuming that they are written by the interns, no?
2: Oh, right, yeah, because they were extremely glow. All the reviews have been incredibly glowing. And also they've specifically named certain interns. You're right, they wrote them, didn't they? Yeah, they wrote them.
1: Yeah. But they keep writing the reviews, interns. <laughs> Your pay is linked to this. You can always get more news at au. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And, and the TikTok. The TikTok. Our Gears thanks to Rode Microphones and we're part of the Acast Creator Network. See you tomorrow.
2: See ya.